editing. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, nice, nice. Bienvenidos, welcome back, episode number, I don't know, uh, 15, 15, I think. 15. Perfect. What? We're, we're back, we're still back. We're back, you're we're getting, still coming back. Yeah, you're getting back-to-back -back episodes instead of episodes every right. three months. Yeah, I've been excited, our, our, our followers. Our, 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 our five followers. Yeah, like, instead of having to wait three months, like in the past, now they get consistency wow we're working That's... so hard for y'all you know what so that means hard. just just go and rate the podcast yeah give us a bad rating because you know that the last shall be first and yes right That's we're... right. I'll... <laughs> so... at this point i'll take any kind of rating i just want to know where we're at <laughs> at first i was scared of criticism and now i'm like whatever i'll take it let me just know where we're at all right so uh all right what are we talking about today k dog oh man first of all i want to do a big shout out big thank you if you're able to hear me a lot cleaner now a lot crisper now my boy right here was able to hook me up with one of these beautiful mics and so now uh it's a it's a pro studio that's it we're making <laughs> funny moves right now Woo. Uh, we gotta spend money to make money but with that being said <laughs> <laughs> Our focus today is going to be on the one, the only, the three-in-one, and I'm not talking about those swab shampoos right now. I'm talking about the Shampoo, Trinity. conditioner, and body wash? And body wash. Have you seen those things? No bueno. So, All bad. So I used to I used to have clients. Uh, this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a client, or when I, when I worked at the treatment center for... Uh, disturbed adolescence mm -hmm. the, and they lived there so like they bathed there and so one of them had like X um, oh, yeah. um, like the shampoo shampoo and body yeah. wash for yeah. men and, I, and then I was like why do you use that and first mm -hmm. they're always duped by the like advertisements it's like girls love the way that X smells I'm like yeah. no they don't <laughs> 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 especially when you're <laughs> Just yeah, like just dousing, you yeah. know. And yeah. so, and then this guy was like, "It's like, oh, Justin, do you use stuff like this?" Like, nah. Like, I I keep my body wash and my shampoo separate. Like, yeah. Well, well, why? I was like, because I don't want my head to smell like my butt. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's the perfect way to describe. That's exactly right. I don't want my sensuous sandalwood hair to be smelling like that. <laughs> So, yeah, so, I agree. But, yeah, so the Trinity, we're going to be talking. It's a it's a heavy topic. We're going to start off with with caveats, of course. We're not going to explain all of the Trinity. It's <laughs> manageable. We're yeah. only human. So the, to, we're basically, this episode, instead of being entitled like about the Trinity, is really just an exercise in futility. Yes. Because what we're what we're gonna do is communicate 
what mm. other people who are smarter than us have tried really have tried to talk about the Trinity. <laughs> yeah. And and they even fall short because right yeah because sure. so um, I think if if you grew up Catholic or in another denomination maybe you went to Sunday school maybe you were in Catholic school maybe you had a mm. cool nun maybe you yeah. maybe you had some cool youth minister and then what? you and then you would ask a really hard question right you'd be mm-hmm. like what is with this uh, this bread and wine turning into the uh, body and blood of Christ. Yeah, what is that? And your youth minister would be like, oh man, yo dog, let me tell you all about this Eucharist thing, man. It's a mystery. Don't ask me any more questions. Right, no, yeah, seriously, I'm just like, a mystery? What, like, Scooby-Doo solves mystery all the time. You mean like you can't just hire him to help you guys out with this one? (laughs) (laughs) And, And so, but that's, so yeah. The Trinity, ultimately, we're mm. gonna fall short. We're probably gonna get even get things wrong that like the that are actually like <laughs> revealed about the Trinity, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, we kind of the point we're trying to make with this idea of like um, of the Trinity as a mystery is not so much that it's something it's not like a cop out to say like yeah we know nothing about the trinity and this has been a six minute podcast have a nice day Uh, (laughs) but that not that a mystery is something that is unknowable but a mystery is something that has limitless knowability and that's Mm. to say that we can know stuff about it but it's always going to be deeper and there's always going to be more to know. Um, so yeah, Mysterion. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think that's a great way to, to explain it because at times like, you know, a mystery when using like our own like definitions or when using our own ideas of mystery and stuff, it doesn't necessarily really encompass that. Right. And so I think that's a nice little way to explain that. And so, that goes into talking about like anything that has to do with God, but even more so with like the Trinity. I yeah. feel like we can't use the way that we think when an approaching Trinity, it can't be at a, like at a philosophical level. It has to be done in a way where it's just like, we know that it's part of scripture. We know that it's there. It's presented, mm-hmm. right? We can use our linear or objective knowledge to be able to define, um, you know, the incarnate infinity to be able to, to, to define God. And so, um, it was, it was funny just yesterday I was out for a run and you had suggested listening to a uh, podcast on mysticism. And I was like, what's mysticism? And then like, I was like, and, um, you know, it was, it's really great that, uh, the host of this particular, uh, podcast, um, what do, do you uh, remember? His- Jim Finley. Yeah, uh, was explaining um, that in order for you to be able to really get into like the nitty gritty of explaining the Trinity or explaining God, is like you have to use language that is different, that is not the language that we've created. And so he explains it as like using the language of the mystics. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he says, like, once you read a couple of like writings of different mystics, like you see that they fall under like different categories. It's either that they speak through like the paradox or in metaphors or 
in a language of a lover or the cry of the poor. And he says that the reason that he, they do this is because what it does is that it gives you a time, all right, of lapse that allows you to reflect on what the actual question is. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, like an example, it's like, oh, well, what color is the sky? So somebody could look at it and be like, oh, it's blue. You know, it's like, okay, that's very, it's very linear. It's yeah. very like, that's, that's true. But when you ask a more like in-depth question, like, what is God? What is Trinity? Like, there's no like, oh, well, Trinity is this, this, and this, you know, it's like, yes, we know that it's the Father, Son, and the Spirit, but what does that mean, mm-hmm. you know? And so using that type of different language that, that, that the mystics use allows us to kind of break away from our linear thinking and allows us to kind of, I think it was really beautiful when you said this, because I thought about you too, when you were talking about, um, what, what, what did you, how did you explain it? Uh, it was on our last podcast and we were talking about uh, wanting to help one another. And so w- the initial, so, so I don't get lost. Mm-hmm. Um, Finley mentions this as like, by, by using the language of the mystics, we are able to use our spiritual imagination, you know? Oh, yeah. And so then that for me, was like, wow, like I never even thought about like spiritual imagination. Mm-hmm. What? Like, and it's so true because like you just start to kind of like become creative, like b- during in, in, in this, in this time of like reflection or contemplation that you have with God, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It takes you really deep. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. So deep. You're just like, wow. Like this is like a huge, like, place of knowledge and place of like more than anything love you know yeah and, and, and so. yeah and i think that's like the i in that like just having i've made like a concerted effort in the past six months to get into mysticism because mm-hmm. i've i don't know i we can talk more about mysticism another time but it's just like sure there's when you read the mystics it rings when they write about like their experience with god or even if it's like a mystic who's putting forth a theological text it Mm -hmm. rings so true and like it's it's a it's a it's a total heart knowledge um and i think i use this this like um this analogy a lot when talking about the eucharist but i think it's the same with the trinity is that we're ultimately we're not going to be able to think our way into understanding the trinity oh for sure the only way is to know it is to love your way into it yes that so like head versus heart knowledge Mm -hmm. and yeah so i don't know that's um so i'm i'm looking at the notes do do we want to go to some some attributes of god yeah yeah Yeah. so (laughs) so we started we we wanted to start the podcast kind of with that mindset laying down that framework because just like as you mentioned man like we're not going to get everything right, you know? And it's like, and this is like a small sliver of the content that like God has revealed through his like revelation um, through different people. Right. And so, 
And so then, you know, the, the, of course, the, the following question, and I think like you gave the great example, it's like this kid in catechist goes up and asks, because it's happened to me, you know, as like when I was like the DRE at a, at a parish and the kid would come up to him is like, so what's God? I'm just like, wow, man, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> do you have like three days to talk about this or do you want me to kind of just like, you know, not give you a super complete answer? And so I think that in order for us to really dive into the Trinity, we have to like understand what God like is like like in the Old Testament or in mm-hmm. Hebrews as well as in the New Testament, right? And how they relate and how it's the same one, even though if you haven't already heard our previous podcast, we kind of touched base on that as well. So go back to like two podcasts ago, I want to say, right? What did we talk, talk about? about- <laughs> Old Testament God and New Testament God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two podcasts ago. Old Testament God, New Testament God. Do you want... I've got some, like... I'm just looking at the notes, and I'm ready to riff. Let's Uh, go. Yeah, so... So, if we're... If we want to stay... So, like, looking at the Hebrew Scriptures, and Mm -hmm. if we want to stay in, like... uh, And I, I know this isn't, like, super like accurate technically but if we're parsing out father son holy spirit we know they're mm-hmm. three we know we know they're all one but if we look at their attributes mm-hmm. and like so like father as kind of this uh, i feel like the father sometimes is the hardest to explain but sure i would go for father as like the origin of mm-hmm. all things Yes. We can. We have so many things to explain the Son. So Christ, um, the Logos of God, the Word of God, mm-hmm. um, and Holy Spirit, like that love between the two. So if we're looking at like Father, source of everything, Son, the and really the like so Son, like the voice of God, the Word of God, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, like God's love and also sometimes personified as god's wisdom mm-hmm. and so i'm so a few scriptures come to mind so of course we have like the like god created the <laughs> like right god, god said let there be light but let's yeah, let's Gen one. yeah so let's take it all the way back to genesis because really in those first few verses we could see that all three are present right yeah and i like yeah <laughs> I, it wasn't until i rewrite it that i was like oh man they're all here like yeah. i thought it was one but they're not yeah and so like you have the it's like in the beginning was i know i'm saying john <laughs> um mm-hmm. when god began to create um and the earth was a formless wasteland mm-hmm. and i'm mixing like four different translations but uh so you have the yeah (laughs) you have the um you have like god the father there yeah the source and Mm -hmm. then it's and 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 then i said and it's like god i have to get this right i'm so sorry guys but luckily i have a bible three inches away from me (laughs) Um, what version are you using are you using the nab yeah yeah okay so yeah um so in the beginning when god created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form or shape with darkness over the abyss 
and a mighty wind sweeping over the waters. Um, and so wind in Hebrew is ruha, and mm-hmm. it's used three different ways. It's used as wind, but it's used as breath, and it's used mm-hmm. as spirit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you already have the spirit present, like yeah. blowing over the waters of creation. Yeah, so it's talking about two people in the first sentence, yeah. you know? And then it's, and then God said, let there be light. And those words that are spoken, yeah. that is the second person of the Trinity. Wow. All there in the All first there. couple sentences of Genesis. But then like, let's, we can parse this out and we're going to talk about Bonaventure. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to use a, um, some Bonaventurian. Is that how you would say it? Bonaventurian yeah, theology. So when we look at like, say Abraham, so Abraham, when he, um, the messenger of the Lord stops Abraham from slaying Isaac. Or if you're familiar with Genesis 16, which is before that, you have the messenger of the Lord encountering Hagar in the wilderness. Mm. And then you also have the messenger of the Lord appearing in the burning bush with Moses. And so, and if your Bible says angel of the Lord in those spots, it's actually not a good translation. And unfortunately, the New American Bible has that, at least the revised edition. It's really messenger of the Lord. Like, we're not supposed to be thinking of, like, angel fluffy wings coming down from heaven. My precious moment. Yeah. Like, this is not the same type of angel as the angel Gabriel. This is the messenger of the Lord. And Mm -hmm. what Bonaventure will say is that's the veiled word of Christ and Mm -hmm. that it's, it is or sorry, the the veiled word of God. So it's Christ in a less a less explicit form. So like he uses that word veiled and mm-hmm. he's not explicit. He becomes explicit in the incarnation, but you have mm-hmm. this presence of Christ right. like already in the Old Testament. And then you have like all this great wisdom literature and you have like Lady Wisdom sits upon here and listen to Lady Wisdom. Okay. And, and one of the best ones is uh, in Proverbs chapter eight, the discourse of wisdom. And that mm-hmm. you can draw that as the Holy Spirit. Like I was there working yeah. with the Lord to build the world and so forth. Okay, so that's my riff. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that's great. And that's good stuff because, I mean, just so that we can recap the, the way that, you know, it's being distributed throughout the, the Hebrew scriptures that we have attributes, you know, to explain God. We have uh, the spirit, right, which we mentioned, and then we have the son of man, right? And so mm-hmm. in case like that's or the messenger is, as we explained it here. And so we see how like when uh, after, you know, Jesus Christ and when the New Testament was being composed, uh, this notion of three beings in one was already something that a lot of the Jewish community had been introduced to. So it wasn't very like mm-hmm. new because they had this notion already from their previous scriptures. And so yeah, these different attributes of yeah, God. These different attributes, exactly right. And so what ends up happening is we have a parallel between these three 
And we have Jesus of Nazareth being that human, right, from the vision of David that he had in chapter 7, right? And his apostles call him the glory. So, again, attributes of God the Father. Paul calls him the wisdom of God, mm-hmm. right? And John states that he is the word. In the beginning was the word, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, we see that parallel. We see that Jesus refers to God as Father. And this is beautiful because, again, it goes back to, and we'll explain it a little bit more when we talk about Bonaventure's uh, um, no- notion of, like, Trinity. But it's, it depicts God as being a, a person who we can be in relation with at all times. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's a very familial term that's being used by Jesus to God the Father. And then we have the Spirit. And, again, just like in the past, it is through the Spirit, right, that Jesus is able to interact with the love of the Father but it's not just Jesus and God that can interact with the Spirit, but eventually Jesus tells us that it will be through the Spirit and that, that radiates throughout him that will show us the Father's love, mm-hmm. and not just to humanity, but to all of creation, right? And so I think with that, with that, keeping that in mind, I think this is a good launching point to be able to jump into the Trinity. Yeah, and I, and I just, as like a way of, I guess, sidebar is that the Trinity, like the doctrine of the Trinity is actually like not explicit in scripture. It's Mm. like, it's formulated at like Mm -hmm. church councils after the canon of scripture. Like it's, we see it, we see father, son, uh, Holy spirit or paraclete. We see Mm -hmm. all these things. Um, maybe a little more veiled in the old Testament, like more we're attributing it all to one God, rightfully so. (laughs) Right. And, but then we see this like dynamic personification starting to be unveiled in the new Testament. And especially in the gospels, when like Jesus, he starts talking about the father and I are one. Mm. And then like, you have the profession from like uh, Thomas at the end of John's gospel, where he says, my Lord and my God to Jesus. And, and then like, and then of course, like the promise of the paraclete and right. Exactly. um, Which like makes both of them present, makes the whole Trinity present. Like, and that's really where one of them is. All of them are in a sense. Mm. And now we're just making it even more confusing, but, um, yeah, but still, like, yeah. you know, like it's true. So, so since we're uh, Franciscan ish, yeah, <laughs> right. Ish man. Hard emphasis on that. Ish. <laughs> uh, since we are Franciscan ish, we're going to go ahead and, um, talk about, uh, St. Bonaventure's like, um, reflection on the trinity right his his notion on the trinity and so for people that might be lift, uh, listening from like different denominations or maybe you just don't know who saint bonnie is he's one of my favorites shout uh, out to ventura california yeah yeah <laughs> uh, he's one of my favorite franciscan theologians and so um just a quick like summary of who this dude was he was born uh in 1221 he was doing a lot more stuff than I was when, at my age. <laughs> 33, he was a professor at the university. So, you know, there's, there's Paris, that. Paris, right? Yeah. Paris, that's exactly yeah. right. Uh, and so then 
you know, like I think like one of his biggest feats, I mean, he's got a lot, but the one that I like <laughs> that during the second council of lions, um, Bonaventure was able to convince the Greek church to reunite with the Latin church. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? Bringing people back together. Yeah. That's right, Bonnie. We're doing it big here. And so... Um, so if you ever need some ammunition against our boy Thomas Aquinas, you can be like, yeah, well, Thomas Aquinas never yeah. reunited the East and the nope. West. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It is exactly right, man. It's like if, like you know the east coast versus west coast and then because <laughs> of bonnie he's like we're all just one you know and death row and, and bad boys came together <laughs> right that's that's right <laughs> so uh so that's 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 who saint bonaventure is and uh there's he's got a lot of writings and there's a lot of books out there about him so if you want to check those out you can about uh just going back to um his notion on um, Trinity is is a little bit different from his contemporaries, actually. So uh, the popular belief during this time was that Trinity was seen as like substance, right? Mm-hmm. And so the Franciscan in St. Bonaventure was like, yo, man, you're going to have to dig deeper. And not like, I know that now is being like trademarked by Shanti. He tells people to dig deeper, but I won't say Bonnie said it before. And so he was like, dig deeper. And so when he was reflecting and as he was digging deeper, he, he saw God as a, as a tri, as tri-personal, right? Like three persons. And because love is God and he, and God is interpersonal and God is relationship. And um, when he came out of his reflection, St. Bonaventure thought like, you know what, like, relationships are necessary for the perfection of love mm-hmm. like in order for there to be perfect love there has to be union relationship right and so um when he goes out to do these writings and create like his his thoughts on on trinity he actually borrows terminology from the cappadocians mm-hmm. uh, and he uses a term to refer to father as a person instead of substance which i think again is is different from those yeah. of his contemporary time yeah because they're the they were bringing in like all this wild aristotelian um, yeah you. uh philosophy which is i'm i'm not a huge and sorry now i'm on a tangent but like um yeah. <laughs> and i think but i think this is important when you look at theological reflection is are you starting with our own tradition or are you starting with someone else's tradition and like mm-hmm. it's useful to be able to explain our faith in different ways but right. like one of the major problems i tend to have with um like aquinas is mm-hmm. that he's not like he does use scripture tradition in the church fathers but mm. he is far too like heavy on Aristotelian logic. Mm. And like that has become like pervasive in the last 150 years or so. Yeah. And it like strips the love from it. And right. like you can right. see it, like, I think we often hear the substance stuff talked about when we talk about the Eucharist, that it's, it's, right it's accidents the bread and wine stay the same but it's substance becomes mm. 
uh, Christ. But yeah, okay, that's that's my sidebar. My yeah, no, that's <laughs> and that I, think that I think that's an important sidebar because we see how like so. I guess just an, another sidebar. It's like during this time, like St. Bonaventure's like 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 way of looking at Trinity was definitely pushed to the side. It was not the it and it, mm. it could be that it's still not very popular, but I can see how in, in, in our time in our era now, like how this way of looking at Trinity, this way of looking at relation is is like really would be a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's just like let's be relational, let's understand that we're all unique. Uh, but we can still coexist. We can still be with one another. And that's kind of like his whole notion on Trinity. So when he talks about, so what we're going to do now, I guess. Uh-oh. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Technical difficulties. We should have that noise. Uh, you know, the one that's like, whatever. Like that wasn't, that's not the noise. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, we'll have that playing for a little bit and be like, what happened? It's like tech. But so what we're going to end up doing is we're going to go ahead and kind of look at each one of the different categories that Bonaventure like uh, expresses uh, more insight in. So we'll talk about God the Father, God the Son, and then God the Spirit. And then at the end, kind of see how they're all, yes, different, but like interwoven and bonded with one another. So, um, so I think what's going to happen is I'll talk about Bonaventure and then you're going to do your reflections with, uh, Ratzinger. Is that right? Yeah. Ronner. Ronner. I will edit that out. <laughs> Joey Rats. <laughs> Rats. All right. So, uh, the way that Bonaventure looks at God, the father, he, ex- he, he uses, um, again, a metaphor, right? And it's. The, the Latin term for it is fontales plenitudo, which is a fountain of fullness, which is like, what well, is beautiful, mm. right? It's like you almost imagine this overflowing fountain and like the content being love and how he gives this love uh, to the sun and to the spirit. And so just like you had mentioned earlier, he does express that explaining the father is is the most difficult he he uses the term like unbegotten one and so i had there, there's like a lot of like connotations behind it but pretty much it's just like there's this it's this notion of there was there was nothing before him right yeah. it's just this it you know i and, and i think bonaventure has that mystical tinge to him yeah yeah i agree with that yeah. i agree with that for sure uh, so then he goes into, of course, the longest one, because there's, this is where we have a little bit more. Right, so we talk about God, the son. And so Bonaventure views the second person and refers to him as a person who is of two capacities, who is of origin and mm-hmm. of personal relationship. Right. And so uh, when he talks about origin is because he can create, you know, just like God, the father can create. Right. So he can create life. He creates sight in the people that are now born blind. Right. Mm -hmm. Or he creates the ability to walk for the people who are uh, just waiting for the pool to jump in, you know. And so it's this notion that he is origin and personal relationship. And in this personal relationship comes through, again, uh, the familiar relation of the father and the son. So the son, like 
talks about that one cannot exist without the other, right? So it's just like, you can't be a father if you don't have a son and you can't be a son if you don't have a father. It's like, it's like we need each other in order for this kind of like work, you know? And so it's because the father is again, an overflowing fountain and he gives a, here's a nice little the, uh, theological term that I remember, uh, um, father, uh, Galvin, right? Yeah. I was because I always call him Father Garrett, but I feel like Garrett is for his name. It's his Father Galvin. <laughs> kenosis, right? The oh, yeah. M. Yeah. Wow, kenosis. kenosis. One of my favorites. Yeah. And that's gets <laughs> that gets at what uh we um gosh, did we talk a sorry, I'm like trying to we've guys we've laid we've done three podcasts in five four days so they're all right yeah they're, yeah. they're going back to back yeah, no yeah. stop <laughs> and so they're all running together but i think i talked about like um christ self self emptying like when we talked about yeah. new testament versus mm -hmm. old testament mm -hmm. god that like that or even the reflection the weakness like my strength is found in weakness yeah. that, yeah. that's that's kenosis it's yep that's that is christ second person of the trinity let's go of not not officially let's go of divinity but like comes down becomes mm -hmm. human becomes creaturely which is a yeah. kenosis which is an emptying from the divine into the from the infinite to the finite and then even self empties even more with the i with like the passion and going to the cross like mm, like yes, letting exactly. go of humanity exactly and, yeah and then that that kenosis is revealing uh, the true love that is god that and that's exactly right man like so like the the term that bonaventure uses for what you literally just explained is the, the persona media, right? So the person at the center, the person who holds all things together, yeah. right? Like he and is I, a bridge between the father and the spirit, but also between the father and humanity. And I want to, I want to make fun of you for saying Latin in uh, with the Spanish. <laughs> okay, can I tell you? Like there, there is like I, <laughs> there is some stuff. I'm just like, do I just say Fontalis or like? <laughs> I'm sure I'm saying this wrong, you know? So it was so funny because when I was talking about Bonaventure, I was going to be like, I'm going to pronounce the town that he's from. And I'm just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, because I used to, when I was in choir, we would sing stuff in Latin. And so okay, it's nice. it's much more like... Can you... Oh, never mind. I was thinking, can you explain? <laughs> can you tell me? I can't because I'll also get it wrong. But when I look at, like, Fontalis, yeah. it, like... Um, it's all, I want to say there's a certain, like, tinge to Latin where you're pronouncing all the mm -hmm. vowels as uppercase almost. But... Oh, okay. I, that's not... That's just my, like, colloquial... Colloquial... <laughs> Like hearing when I hear Latin, I'm like, okay, this is all like super, it's super phonetic and like, I don't know. So, uh, but I just thought I'd make fun of you for just like pronouncing them as if they were words in Spanish. 
for sure no no for sure no i, I love that because there there are times where i'm just like well if people didn't know i spoke spanish this is going to be the time that they do like if i say like tortilla or like so what do like, we call like in because if latin and english or if english and spanish is spanglish what would latin and spanish be Ooh. Splatten. Splatten. <laughs> you, you just, yes, you just, I like that. <laughs> you just splatten all over the place. <laughs> you just splatten everywhere. Get your language <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. So, um, where were we? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just bringing back. <laughs> we're talking about the Trinity and now we're making up, like, we're marrying two languages together without their consent. <laughs> Um, so the last person, uh, um, or the third person, I'm not going to say the last person, not that there's a hierarchy or anything, but the third person, the Trinity, Bonaventure refers to him in his writings, uh, as a love, a bond and a gift, right? So it's a love that's given between the father and the son. It's a bond that brings the Trinity together, mm -hmm. right? And it's a gift that he gives to humanity, right? Mm -hmm. And so like, it's like now... I can't remember who exactly talked about this, but like, and, and it's like just one perspective, right? But it's like, there's the era of God, the father, there's the era of God, the son, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's the era of God, like, you know, the spirit. And this yeah. is like the we're currently in, right? Yeah. And so mm -hmm. um, it's this gift that was given to us out of the goodness of over the father's overflowing goodness um, for us, you know, for our love for us. And so, um, so yeah, so that's, again, quick summary, there's so much more to it, but that's kind of like what Bonaventure, um, talks about when he talks about the, the Trinity. Yeah. So Please. we, we had our Franciscan ish perspective. Yeah. Now we're going to get a bit of a Jesuitical nice. <laughs> perspective. Um, yeah. and I'll preface, so I'm, I'm going to these are i don't want to say that i'm going to be getting carl ronner's theology of the trinity spot on but first of all like i've only read half the book <laughs> and it, it it's if if you if any of you out there have tried to read carl ronner you will know that it's the hardest thing to do in the world um <laughs> it literally takes like five minutes to read like one sentence because it's so complicated anyways oh. these are just like the reflections that i've drawn on the retrinity on the retrinity um, yeah because it's coming back return yeah. so Retreat. these these are the reflections that i've drawn from watching the remate the, the matrix and reflecting mm -hmm. on the relationship between neo the one and <laughs> his beloved trinity Oh my goodness. Carrie Ann. That is Lass. awesome. Yo, yeah, man. <laughs> the this this Jake Gyllenhaal of a Mysterio <laughs> between <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. He is a beast. And I forgot how many good movies he's, oh, he's yeah. a part of. Oh, all right. Back to Carl Reiner and All right, all right, all right. And the right. Trinity. Um not the Matrix. <laughs> not the Matrix. No. Um so what I'm going to talk about a lot is um, this is going to be I'll probably I'm going to be talking more about Christ than anything. 
basically like how we started out talking about how this is like a total mystery and i want to and i think we this might be rehashing but we can't use as a starting point like our own knowledge of right. um not even uh, we can't even use our own knowledge of knowledge or our own knowledge of love we have to start off with what god has revealed to us and ultimately the trinity is revealed through christ and it's revealed through the incarnation so the person of jesus of nazareth as the incarnate word of god on earth is the one who reveals the trinity to us um and so but one of the and that's just by way of saying that that's one of the functions of the son like if the holy spirit were the one ordained to be uh incarnate then that's what would have happened but we can only deal with reality and right. the reality is that the son was incarnate and so it's the incarnation itself reveals the trinity because it is the revelation that Christ communicates. And so it's through Christ that we begin to see this mystery when, like we said, Christ is talking about myself and the Father are one. I'm going to be sending the advocate who will lead you in all truth. And like the paraclete as the one who is, is God's presence in the world after the ascension. And mm -hmm. if if Jesus would have never brought us these revelations, then God would have always just been known as Father. Like we would have only had those Old Testament wow. notions yeah. of God without the incarnation. And so this comes to this question, how do we know there is a Trinity? We know there is a Trinity because the Son has revealed it to us. Mm. Um, and that's also to say, it, and I think it's by virtue that the Son is incarnate also that there reveals that there's a triune or even just a, a multi-person nature to God. Because if all three were incarnate at once in the same person, then we would still only know God as one person. Mm -hmm. And so it's really the incarnation itself is what begins to reveal the Trinity in a really explicit way. Um, and la 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 la. Oh, I love that la la la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so just by way of like looking at each individual person in the Trinity. And mm -hmm. so we can look at Father as almost like as being itself we look at the son as the word of god the like communication of god yeah. that which through everything is created and yeah. then like we've said the holy spirit as the love between them or mm. god's wisdom yeah and so this is kind of to say that God, we talk about the three persons of the Trinity. So God as person is always personified 
So that means like, like when you think of like personification in literature, you're thinking of like, um, I don't know. I don't, an animal who can talk isn't the right thing, but like, uh, so it's like an attribute of a personal nature, human characteristic to something that's non-human. Okay. So personification, an attribute of personal, of (laughs) a human attribute given to something Something that's not human. Maybe we can look at this. If God is infinite, like almost there's like a, a finite personification, maybe. That's probably yeah. not appropriate either because wherever you know, God like, is, it, it's a way of analogy. But yeah. so God as person is always personified in God's essence. And mm-hmm. so when we think of the three persons of the Trinity and we're going to bring it into human terms now, yeah. we can think of the knowledge of God. The word of God is ultimately personified as Christ, as the incarnate son. Um, and then that the love of God is personified as the Holy Spirit. And then the father, and this is the one I have the hardest time to like Mm -hmm. assign a personification to, but God, the father as like the personification of being itself, existence itself, or the, the, the origin the source of all things of all things yeah yeah and so yeah this personification like the second person of the trinity is personified as um the son god christ the third person of the trinity the holy spirit personified as love and the father i don't even know where to start um yeah but so we have like some he's of the, definitely the hardest one huh yeah, like yeah. i feel like i'm all, like he's just like oh man like which makes sense why it's always so hard to buy a gift for your dad because it's so hard <laughs> and i was just like what do you what do you what do you buy the old man you know i was just like i got you a chainsaw why yeah, because it's manly <laughs> i don't know like, you got me a chainsaw i live in an apartment <laughs> right right i just said sears i don't know if sears are still around anymore oh I think they just all went out of business this year. But yeah, so um, and so I think we can, there's a class, and I'm kind of winding down this reflection, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's, mm-hmm. there's some classical ways to describe the Trinity. You have the Father as the lover, the Son as the beloved, and the Holy Spirit as the love between them. Mm-hmm. And then a, a one that I was introduced to in kind of this mystical, contemplative tradition is mm-hmm. the father as um now now i've got to pull out my notes again <laughs> a nice journal you got yeah thank you that leather bound yeah i hope that ethical cow leather <laughs> nah <laughs> nope <laughs> uh, you said <yeah>. franciscan <laughs> so franciscan ish uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, so God the Father as the origin of all things. Mm-hmm. And then the Word as God's self-expression. And then mm-hmm. the Word and the origin contemplate one another. And that contemplation is the Holy Spirit. Um, wow. And That's I an love yeah, too. I love this too, that God is like a pregnant woman. 
um, giving birth to God's self, which is the word. <laughs> wow, mind blown, man. I'm just trying to like create imagery for that. I'm just like, wow. So yeah. we're, we're getting like dangerously close to the end of the maximum limit for recording. So maybe, okay. so maybe we can come to uh, the our little, I want to draw it into um, what is, uh, yeah, what what does this mean for us? Yeah. For us, yeah. So in Bonaventure's lens, look, Trinity means for us is this, like it's pretty much this notion that we're here for one another. So the differences where we find in the Holy Trinity, right? Each person is for the other, works through the other, lives with the other, and is in the other. And I think that in and by itself, if we reflect on those uh, words, we can really find that um, it is that through this Trinitarian mindset that it will allow us to be to begin the way that to begin change in the way that we think not only about self but what it means to be self, right? Mm -hmm. It's self isn't an individual self is humanity and creation as, 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 uh, together. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so just to like expound on that, um, that if we're, we often, the first thing that like a lot of people say is like, well, how do you describe God or who is God? It's like, Mm. God is love. That's like right. the simplest way to put it. Yes. And so, but we got to think, what is love? And like, so Kerwin was talking about like that relational aspect from Bonaventure. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the linchpin is relationship. Um, right. Because love, love takes a person out of themselves and mm. puts them in union with the beloved so yeah like the lover becomes united with the the person that they love and i think this is like true of what we believe about god as infinite and as mystery and that that um in the case of a reciprocal love like the love Mm. that is between the father and the son which that reciprocal love is the holy spirit that that relationship is so dynamic um, that it never ends. Mm. That it's that it's like a circle. It's like um, it's infinite. The, it's never end. Yeah, that it's act of love yep. is so dynamic that it never ends. And that when you love somebody, when you truly love them. Like that love just deepens forever. Like you're always finding new things that you love about them. Or mm. and so that's true of God too. That exactly the, right. it's it's a dynamism that never ends. And it I like is dynamism. Wow. And it's in that union between them because of that dynamic love continually deepens. So you have the infinite and the mystery that there's always more to know when you love somebody. And so for us as people, we pull it back to Genesis chapter one, verse 27, when humanity is created and it says, let us create human beings in our own image. 
in the mm-hmm. image and likeness of God. Um, they, we were created, male and female, we were created. So you already have, for one, like the relationship's already there, male and female, there's two. There's yeah. a relationship established already, but let us make humanity in our image. Um, I know that that's not a perfect exegesis, but I'm looking at it through the lens of the Trinity. And um, that's to say that what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be created in the image and likeness of God? And really simply, it means to live in loving relationships. And so that's why Jesus said, the greatest command is to love God and love your neighbor because it's all about relationships and sin is the distortion of those relationships. So to be human is to live in relationship because God is a relationship. Wow. Yes. (laughs) Love that. Wow. Man, fire is so good. Woo. All right. Well, now that we have totally messed up the mystery of the trinity yeah Uh, so if you are even more confused in the beginning than you were then like (laughs) yeah you're welcome then then good (laughs) yeah so are we yeah so um all right well we'll thank you again y'all for joining us uh uh i don't know uh Gracias por estar aquí. La verdad, yo sé que a lo mejor este no hable mucho en español, pero la verdad, su apoyo, se lo agradecemos mucho. Thanks for your support. Lo siento. Lo siento so mucho. I'm so sorry. But also, welcome back. Yeah. And uh, so, like we said at the beginning, hey, please rate and review the podcast. Mm-hmm. bad ratings especially give us bad ratings actually don't yeah. <laughs> but, oh, but really just tell us be like hey maybe you should try this or something yeah. but then give us five stars because that'll 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 put the word out about the podcast like the the al gore rhythm al gore will come in algorithm, and, like al gore oh my yeah. goodness that's the internet mind. because he invented the internet so the al gore <laughs> rhythm will we got that from unbreakable kimmy schmidt uh, <laughs> footnote number 10 that's uh, right yeah a lot of footnotes today <laughs> and so yeah the, it helps people find the podcast if you want to follow us you know where to get us at Nazarenos yeah. for life. life and Nazarenos for life dot com that's the number for the car yeah so cool Los Nazarenos Oh. <laughs> <laughs>